Hey guys, it's Danielle. Welcome back to another Fruit Wellness Podcast, the show that discusses natural and holistic approaches for optimal health. So join me down the path towards finding the roots to your personal wellness. Hi guys, and welcome back to another Pure Root Wellness Podcast. Today the topic is going to be psoriasis. Um, personally, it... Um, skin disorders and skin issues have always been kind of a challenge for me. Um, just in the essence of learning about skin disorders, um, you know, dermatological disorders and, and problems in general. Um, you know, everything when I first started out looked like a rash. And, um, you know, it takes kind of years to figure out what skin issues are what and um, interestingly enough uh, my husband specifically started having some skin issues over the past year almost two years now and I was like well you know could be sunburn could be this and it was a rash that was appearing kind of on his forehead you know quit wearing hats quit using the product um, certain things of that nature and ultimately I ended up um, having him go to a specialist, dermatologist, and after several kind of, you know, punch biopsies and more investigative work, letting the specialists do what they need to do, they um, did diagnose him with psoriasis. So that is what the topic is going to be about today, is um, what is psoriasis, uh, types of psoriasis causes, and then obviously ways to kind of naturally help uh, with um, toning down and hopefully kind of keeping psoriasis at bay. So the definition is actually a skin disorder that occurs when cells or skin cells replicate too quickly. So skin actually produces new cells about 10 times the normal rate in patients that are diagnosed with psoriasis. And interestingly, the old cells slough off actually at a slower pace. So you have this build up, build up, build up where the new cells start to kind of pile under the surface of the skin. And that creates the patches of red swollen skin that are covered with white silvery scales. And ultimately this can actually show up anywhere on the body. It can actually even show up in the nails as well, which is interesting and I really didn't realize that. Um, there's different types of psoriasis, um, like vulgar psoriasis, um, inverse psoriasis, pustular psoriasis, uh, uh, you know, different types, I should say, of psoriasis in itself. And sometimes the treatment can change depending on the type. But what are the major causes of why someone would develop psoriasis? Well, unfortunately, it's kind of unknown. There may not be one single cause. Um, there are theories out there that genetic flaws can result in a high rate of cell replication. Um, and, and this is kind of known through um, it running through families. So, you know, a large number of cases, they sit there and go, oh yeah, you know, my mom and my grandma had skin issues. They never really knew what it was, but it was kind of scaly and it was on the elbows or it was on the face or on the body. Um, it tends to run into families um, from a genetic component. But there are also dietary contributions food allergies, um, one particular food, or I should say food agent that can be supplemented in food, um, or foods that contain carrageenan, which carrageenan is a polysaccharide that are extracted from red edible seaweed and are widely used in the food industry. Uh, they're 
more so used for like a gelling or thickening effect or stabilizing kind of properties in certain types of food. And interestingly enough, when I start kind of looking through the cupboard or you start looking through um, the fridge and you start noticing even some of your, what you think are more healthier products, you know, your soy milks, almond milks, they have the added product of carrageenan in them. Um, They're generally vegetarian, vegan alternative to gelatin, um, and it can be used to replace a lot of these like gelatin, um, you know, effects. But although there is no clinical evidence that carrageenan is is an unsafe food ingredient, um, really the fate after its digestion is kind of undetermined at this point. So it kind of is up for debate on if carrageenan has certain properties that can cause inflammatory effects. Um, There have been several studies, more so in rats, um, that show direct ingestion or injection of carrageenan actually will result in inflammation properties or cytokines to start to be activated. So I think there's more research that needs to be done. But even so, healthier foods, again, that contain, or even unhealthier foods that contain this carrageenan product may not be your friend um, in regards to a psoriasis diagnosis. Digestive issues can also be an underlying cause. So um, sometimes it's found that an incomplete protein digestion leads to the creation of toxins called polyamines, and that actually contributes to excess skin proliferation. So looking at incomplete digestion of proteins, you know, proteins in itself that are hard to digest, again, may not be someone with psoriasis, it may not be your best friend for, you know, protein digestion, which we'll get into specifics of what those types of proteins are in a bit. Um, Overgrowth of candida albicans and like bacterial byproducts with, um, you know, the gut health in general tend, are tend to, or at least thought to worsen uh, psoriasis symptoms. So again, having that good uh, gut flora, that microbiota flora, um, and kind of limiting the the albican species is something that could potentially a be a cause if there's overgrowth and b be an area of improvement in gut health if uh, you know psoriasis is something that you are battling with liver function is a big part of um, underlying psoriasis diagnosis again the liver is the main filtering system right um it's if you're optimizing your liver and having sound nutrition, then, you know, adding a little bit of supplementation and really making the liver as efficient as possible for detoxification can be a helpful um, process. And then there, you know, the, the research is still kind of, again, a little foggy, but they have been finding connections between essential fatty acids and psoriasis. So low... EFA intake or low vitamin D intake, um, they're finding that patients are suffering more from a psoriasis diagnosis. Again, not necessarily maybe a causation, but a connection or a correlation between um, you know, essential fatty acids and vitamin D and psoriasis. And then obviously you always have to take into account the environmental factors. So stress, fluctuating hormones, sunburns, illness, infection, medications that can actually cause um, profound flare-ups for psoriasis patients. 
So what are we looking at as far as testing goes? Well, a skin biopsy with a dermatologist to rule out other skin disorders and and hope to kind of guide and hone in on if it really is a psoriasis diagnosis or not. And sometimes, unfortunately, that does take time. Um, But kind of getting that diagnosis um, with an appropriate dermatologist is actually key. Um, there are ways to do hormonal testing, looking at your thyroid, your DHEA levels, cortisol, testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, all in the blood, um, can kind of help to see if there's hormonal, profound hormonal imbalances that are actually causing the flare up, um, intestinal permeability tests. So again, that leaky gut, do you have an issue with the, um, intestinal tract that's causing your body to have that chronic inflammation from, you know, a poor gut lining, uh, detoxification, heavy metal profiles or detox, I should say, um, you know, blood work to show if there's some type of, um, irritant ingestinal or, you know, systematic, um, heavy metal irritant that's causing this buildup and causing kind of your body's way of showing this inflammatory process through your skin. And then vitamin, mineral deficiencies, digestive functioning, um, which can be done through stool, and then food and um, environmental allergy sensitivities, again, in the blood and any dermal testing. So just several types of ways to at least get help to get a diagnosis and then see maybe what the root of the driving force of the diagnosis could be. So ways to help. Um, You know, how can you help to limit these psoriasis flare-ups and ultimately be more in remission than in a flare-up process? So the goal really is to encourage elimination of toxins via the stool and the urine, not through the skin. Um, Interestingly enough, You know, when I talked about um, maybe a little bit of a link between people who have been diagnosed as psoriasis and having a difficult time digestion of certain proteins, it's important to get your protein more so from from fish. So, uh, you know, good, um, wholesome, not farm-raised fish, um, you know, wild-caught fish, uh, tofu beans. This is a much easier protein to digest than animal protein. So really looking at it and saying red meat, poultry, milk are really the hardest type of proteins to digest. Um, they, they have what we call arachidonic acid, which actually aggravates inflammation. And you're asking a lot of your body to break down these types of proteins and um, kind of show up in a psoriasis form. Increasing intake of fiber is always a good way to kind of combat combat that, um, A, to keep you full, A, to limit, you know, again, these kind of high processed uh, meat products. And then again, the EFA, the essential fatty acids to reduce inflammation. So you're looking at certain fishes like mackerel, salmon, flax seeds, flaxseed oil, um, all good supplementation for essential fatty acids as well. <clears throat> Supplementing for zinc deficiencies, um, you know, using good pumpkin seeds, uh, vitamin A, vitamin D, you're looking at your orange and yellow and green veggies to kind of make sure that you have all of that um, vitamin and mineral deficiencies kind of taken care of. And again, limiting sugar, fried foods, and alcohol. As hard as it is, um, you know, these products they won't help in any aspect of an inflammatory process in your body, not just specific to psoriasis, but systemically in general. So, you know, your body, you could go not one more day without having 
a dash of sugar and your body will still survive. <laughs> um, you know, same with fried foods and, and I hate to say it, even same with alcohol. So, you know, really limiting um, these products in general will only help with a psoriasis diagnosis. Uh, Coriella and spirulina can actually help with the detoxification process. So if you're someone who likes to make your green smoothies, um, adding, you know, a Coriella or spirulina powder, um, just sneaking it in the smoothie can help again with uh, your body's way of detoxifying and mobilizing a lot of the um, junk and garbage that's built up in the body. Uh, probiotics are always a good thing. Again, we had talked about like the Candida albicans species, and that may be contributing as an overgrowth and and resulting in you know skin issues. Um, so finding a good probiotic, maybe keeping the albicans species at bay and letting other um, you know species kind of thrive a little bit more that would be less um, inflammatory in nature. And then liver support, um, which again, we've talked about liver is very important for detoxifying. Um, there's lots of uh, good kind of supplements, which I'll talk about here in a minute, that offer good liver support. Um, a good multivitamin is always key. It's the good foundation to just getting those vitamins, um, daily vitamins and trace uh, minerals in your diet every single day if you are not supplementing them, or I should say if you're not getting them in your diet, it's okay to supplement um, from that standpoint. And then methyl sulfonylmethane, MSM, I've talked about it in previous podcasts, um, but it is something that helps with good tissue repair. Sounds kind of scary um, when you first kind of encounter it, but it's actually a very benign supplement that can help um, with that regeneration of tissue repair in someone dealing with psoriasis. And then topically, looking at maybe like aloe vera, um, you know, there's other kind of topical agents that I won't delve too far into. I'm more just kind of focusing on nutrition and supplemental support here. Um, when talking about this, but there are quite a few uh, poultices and, and tinctures and certain homeopathic remedies that can help and aid in psoriasis, um, you know, inflammation. So even delving a little further into supplements as well, um, you know, getting that good fish oil in place for those essential fatty acids. If you're not a big fish lover, if you don't do the flaxseed, um, really supplementing with fish oil about 10 grams a day, which is quite a hearty amount. Um, but finding a good fish oil supplement, again, you have to be very careful in regards to manufacturing and misinformation and buying a good product that has good quality ingredients in it. Um, a lot of the store-bought fish oils, I, I, I truly wouldn't recommend. Um, vitamin D, again, getting, you know, 2,500 to about 5,000 IU a day um, is very important. Or again, just, you know, if you live in a nice sunny area, 15 minutes of good old-fashioned sunshine will get the, get the job done. Milk thistle for liver support. So about 250, maybe 300 milligrams three times a day. Really helps the liver to kind of hone in and and do what it needs to do. It detoxifies the liver. It helps the liver to become as optimal as possible um, with using milk thistle. Vitamin B12, again, I don't like to um, 
hone in on just one B vitamin, I think a B complex is truly the way to go to get your best bang for buck. Uh, but uh, vitamin B12, you know, you can go 400 to 800 micrograms a day um, for good supplementation. Um, learning a little bit more about psoriasis, um, one herb that I came across was sarsaparilla. I believe I'm saying this correctly. Um, interestingly, I, it just kept coming up, even in research articles when I was starting to look at, you know, more evidence-based research in regards to psoriasis. And it's an herb that reduces the effects of the bacterial toxins that actually aggravate psoriasis. So some patients, when, um, you know, they see a dermatologist or a Western medicine doctor, and they're trying to you know, overcome the flare of psoriasis. Sometimes um, one of the therapies includes adding a antibiotic, like a doxycycline, onto the regimen. And interestingly enough, um, this sarsoparilla is is a herb. It's it's a type of tree um, in tropical conditions, and it can help to reduce that bacterial kind of toxin effect that causes that aggravation. Um, it's actually hypothesized that, you know, the sarsaparilla main steroid card called sarsaponin is able to bind to endotoxins that are responsible for the lesions in psoriasis and they help to remove them from the body. And even a double kind of benefit is it aids in liver detoxification detoxification. So something to really look into and possibly incorporate in if you've struggled with kind of not the mainstream um, kind of topical treatments that are included in a um, psoriasis diagnosis. And, you know, looking at some of these herbs, you know, you always want to worry about any side effects. The main side effect um, with this herb was just kind of irritation, like stomach irritation. And again, you need to be kind of cautious and concerned for fraudulent barking and misinformation. Um, but there are plenty of different ways to take sarsaparilla. Um, you can cut it and sift it into a root and actually kind of make it as like a loose leaf tea. You can buy it in tea bags that are already prepared or there's a liquid root extract um, that you can dilute in water as well. So just very interesting um, that an herb was very specific when looking at some of the research for uh, you know treatment options for psoriasis. And then digestive enzymes. So really looking at how can you help break down, i.e. the protein, fats, um, carbohydrates in the digestive system, taking kind of the load away from your digestive system and helping it out a little bit in regards to less work resulting in less inflammation. So bromelain, um, is an enzyme found in the core of a pineapple. I talk about it very often. Um, you know, there's preliminary research that has shown that bromelain can actually help remove dead, damaged skin from burns in children and adults. Um, you know, this is active kind of Western medicine research as well. So there are some properties that can truly help from a skin standpoint. And then quercetin, um, you know, commonly found in elderberries, red onions, white onions, cranberries, hot peppers, kale. Um, it is an antioxidant neutralizing free radicals and um, it truly, it helps basically repair damaged DNA. And as a dietary supplement, 
Um, it can possess some antihistamine, kind of allergy-relieving and anti-inflammatory properties. Um, but truly getting this in your diet or supplementing through a supplement um, is also an option. And then Pure Encapsulations, um, you know, truly the brand that I trust uh, very much um, as far as quality and evidence-based research. They actually have a um, digestive enzyme supplement that aids in breaking down fats, proteins, carbs. Um, again, a very pure product that you kind of get the whole bank for your buck instead of taking, you know, a bunch of different enzymes, um, you know, papain enzymes, bromelain, quercetin, it's kind of all right there in a one digestive enzyme. So short and sweet, but I hope this was helpful um, for anyone else that is struggling with the diagnosis of psoriasis and, um, you know, ways to just naturally and kind of holistically help calm down the skin and relieve some of the flare-ups that are going on um, that haven't really responded to kind of the mainstay, you know, the first attempt, even second attempt, um, topical, you know, creams and things like that. This is one way for you at home to just help, um, you know, contain the psoriasis and hopefully help you feel better about yourself and get a little bit um, better quality of life. So um, I hope this was helpful and I hope you all are well and be well. Thanks for listening to another Pure Root Wellness Podcast. To learn more about ways to optimize your health using nutritional and supplemental support, visit my website at purerootwellness.net where you'll find more videos and links regarding holistic approaches to your nutrition, supplement knowledge, and health topics. Be well, friends. I'm a distributor.